0: From Los Angeles, California, this is the Writer's Strike Chronicles, and I'm Tanya Barnes. Hello, everybody. Today is Tuesday, February 19th, 2008. In today's episode, I continue with a series of recordings made last week when the membership of the Writers Guild of America voted to lift the restraining order and end the strike while the proposed contract is pending ratification or rejection. Today, I meet up with writers Patty Lynn and David Wyatt. We'll begin with Patty Lynn. Let's roll sound
1: and uh what you've done. Patty Lynn. Uh-huh. I have currently written for um, Breaking Bad on AMC. Yeah. I'm also working on a pilot for The end Uh-huh, okay. And uh, you were telling me on,
2: um, was it Thursday at Disney, that you had issues with how this was going to go down. So the fact that you're able to be here today and cast a vote as to whether to mm-hmm. uh, continue to pick it or not,
1: mm-hmm. is this okay with you? Yeah, I was really, really relieved to hear that they were doing a vote mm-hmm. about whether to end the strike immediately because rumors were that... That, you know they were just going to decide for us mm-hmm. and I didn't think that was right okay so you cast your vote yeah do you mind sharing with me how you know I do not deal? mind I voted no I, I think that I don't like the deal personally oh okay I think that you know we've we've been picketing for three months and this is what we got I, I mean it's just I don't think that the numbers to me don't seem like they're good enough to go to stop the strike And so, therefore, I certainly don't think that we should stop picketing now, you know. I think, at the very least, we should wait until the ratification vote goes through. Because, you know, and I said this before, I I don't think you can tell by, you know, um, just kind of the general mood of people how they're really going to vote when they get into the private, you know, voting booth. Because, you know, it's... I think people need time to process this stuff, you know, to read the contract, to think about it, to make a decision. You know, it's not something that that you can do overnight. You know, a a lot is at stake. So can you take me in there? What's it like? How do you cast a vote? Well, you go up to the table and you give them your name. You show them your ID, your uh, Writers Guild ID card and your driver's license. They give you a ballot form. And in my case, I was also voting. I was a proxy voter for two people. So I got blank ballots for those two people as well. And then I took the three blank ballots into the voting booth, which is a, a curtained-off area. Okay. And, um, you know, much like in a, in a you know, political vote. Except this is even more private. <laughs> the, the the curtain is even more private, and uh, and then you just fill out your your ballot form, and then after you're done, you just put it in the ballot box, and that's it. It's really simple. Okay. So I don't know how to take this because a lot of people I've interviewed are
2: kind of voting yes. And, yeah, I know. But some people I've interviewed, yeah. some people who are not. I don't know. Uh, so my my next question has been. Any advice for future generations, say 20 years from now, about if you got to go to strike, your brothers and sisters, do you have any advice for them?
1: Um, wow. Um, my advice is that you should just always be prepared for this kind of a thing. I mean, I know a lot of people felt like, they felt incredible pressure to end the strike because they were suffering financial hardship. and. Because, and not just financially, but I think emotionally, a lot of people had a hard time dealing with not being at work. And I, I just feel, personally, I just feel like, you know, we work in a business that, we work in a creative field. This is not a steady job, you know. And you have to be prepared to go for periods of time where you're not working. You have to be prepared financially. You have to be prepared emotionally. Um, so, for me, it wasn't a big deal to be off of work for three months, you know. I mean, I've taken longer sabbaticals voluntarily, you know. This felt like a drop in the bucket to me. So, you, were, you could even... <laughs> The thought was that if, if you don't if you guys don't resolve it now, you would be pushing until SAG joined, and that it could be like a nine month strike. You're willing to push that far? Oh, I would be absolutely willing to. I think that if we waited until SAG yeah. struck, yeah. we would have a lot more leverage, and we would get a better deal. That's how I feel. Okay. Any advice to SAG? Because I know they we're coming up. I don't know if I have any advice for them. I just I just want to say I totally support them. You know they they have been so you know supportive of us. They were out there picketing with us. You know we met a lot of actors on the line. They were awesome. Um, so you know I, I just wish them the best of luck. I hope that they can get a better deal than we're getting. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Uh, Anything as we wrap this up, anything you want
2: people to know, and then you're going to get the pop question, which I think you know what it already is. I don't know what the pop question is going to be. you don't listen. Awesome. Okay. The pop (laughs) question is, (laughs) what is a more powerful invention for writers and artists? Legacy notwithstanding, standalone technology. What's a more powerful invention for a healthy democracy, the internet or the printing press?
1: Wow oh wow that's a that's a that's a good question um i mean i i'm more i'm inclined to say the internet because i'm living through that right now whereas i didn't live through the period of the of the printing press invention actually Um, as a woman and as a woman of
2: color you probably wouldn't have been influenced by it at all that's true
1: that's true yeah I mean, the Internet is really, is incredible. It's like, it's just changed everything. You know, I think about how, you know, when I was in high school, I used to write papers. I'd go to the library, and I'd check out books, and I'd write notes on index cards. And I mean, people just don't do that anymore, you know? So, I, I think the Internet. I think that's my answer, the Internet. Okay, cool. Well, good luck. I, I hope that the best thing works out for everybody. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you.
2: Thank you for your time.
0: That was Patti Lynn in front of the Writers Guild Theater. We'll conclude today's episode with David Wyatt, who, by the way, has been a previous guest on this
2: podcast. Here we go. So in the past uh, three months, I've been seeing David Wyatt on the line. It's the first time I've actually not seen him on the line, but I see him where are we
3: at the Writers Guild Theater in Beverly Hills
2: were you there Saturday night?
3: yes I was there Saturday night it was uh, I, I didn't know what to expect because I actually talked to a friend of mine who was at the New York at the New York meeting in oh, Manhattan okay. and she said it was very lively very divisive and uh, some people were gung-ho in support of what was going on and then they were, so they had a lot of passion on one side and the other side people were kind of passionate against it not really against it questioning why they felt like they they felt like the deal was being pushed down their throats being they felt like they were being told to go back to work soon without actually having a chance to overlook the deal
2: okay how do you feel what was your take
3: well I'm still trying <laughs> I know I'm still trying to I before the meeting on Saturday, actually, because I'm a, a captain, the coordinator for the um, guild, actually had a chance to see the, the deal a, a few times before the meeting. So that wasn't actually my first chance at it. And I'm still
2: trying to digest,
3: digest some of the points in it.
2: So I suppose if I asked you how you're going to vote, you what would you say?
3: I'm probably not going to say how I'm going <laughs> to vote. <laughs> hold on, hold on, because I'm still looking at it. I know that... Um,
2: what I, kind of things are important to you?
3: What the, I I would say the one thing point, like everybody, is the reuse of stuff on the on the media, but also also the windows that are being allowed on the on the internet, and which I don't think I know at one point the guild didn't want any windows, and the studios came back and they wanted. I think like a month or something, even more, a few weeks. And then at one point the guild said three days, and then they went to 70, 17 days or 26 days by the um, the studios. but the way I see this is that when our material is used, like when the networks initially buy our material from the writers when it's shown on the broadcast networks or the cable networks or anything for its initial use that's what the initial pay is is for. And then we're under the contract just like if you were a writer of a, a book or something, then we get paid a residual, a residual which is like a royalty for the reuse of our material in right. any other way that it's used for. So when our stuff is reused on the broadcast network or you reuse on the cable network or in syndication or on the home video or anything, then we get paid a residual for that, like a, like a royalty. So now when the uh, studio say, well, we need to have a free window to actually to use it for free in this new platform I, that, I don't understand why suddenly now there has to be this, this area where we have to give our work away for free. That it's like it, that would be like saying to a, a writer of a book that well we're going to, we'll pay you, we'll pay you for writing the book and then we'll give you royalties for each issue of the book if we making it into a movie, we'll pay you for that also. If it's made into a television show, we'll pay you for that also. But if we download it on the Internet, as an e-book. It's a big, for, some, for the first few hundred thousand copies, we won't pay you for that.
2: That's a very yeah. good point.
3: And, yeah. and kind of like, well, why won't you pay for that? Well, because it's the Internet, and that's the only reason. So I don't understand why there's that free window there, because it's the Internet. Okay. And it doesn't really cost, there's no manufacturing cost. It's actually cheaper Absolutely. to deliver something on the internet than it is to actually make a book or to deliver it in the theater, to deliver it on, a, on, a, on television yeah. or deliver it on home video. It's actually cheaper on the internet. Yeah, exactly. So why should it be free? The, the profit margin is even greater on the internet.
2: Good point. Good point. So that's your concerns?
3: Yes, that's my big concern.
2: Okay. Now I don't want to report this, but I will say that the vibe I'm getting is that the strike is over, the strike is over. Assuming that the strike is over, how and I know you were a strike captain, how do you feel if it's that if the vote comes down like that way? How do you feel about that?
3: Well then the strike is over, then you just, <laughs> that's the way to I'm not like I'm not uh Pro strike. It's not like I'm in favor of we should be striking. I'm, I'm in favor of getting what I think is fair for okay. the writers. If we could, if we can get what's fair without striking. Then I'm for that also. Okay. So I'm not. I'm sorry. I meant to be. Yeah. A <laughs> yeah. So I'm not. In, I'm not in favor of uh, like staying outside with picket signs. Okay. I'm just scared about us getting what's fair. If the, if the members think that going back to work is what they want to do, then that's what we'll be doing. Okay. That won't change my mind whether I think it's fair or not. I just okay. <laughs> think that's what we'll be doing. And I'll still think that, or still not just think, but say that I think that the free windows isn't fair. Yeah. Are you
2: ready to go back to work?
3: Yeah, yes, I am. Yeah. I was ready at the beginning. <laughs> 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 uh, when, you get up, when you get up at six, 5 o'clock in the morning and you're out there uh, uh. picketing <laughs> for a few hours, so you're ready to go back and do something else other than walking in the sun with a sign.
2: was it So was it was pencils down for you?
3: Oh, uh, Yes, it was. Yeah. okay. Yeah, no, even though it was pencils down, that didn't mean you couldn't actually just write your personal stuff. Yeah. But sometimes just working all that time in the morning time, just picketing stuff, it's just kind of. It kind of. You you, you kind of just lose all your energy and, yeah. and it drains you and stuff. So it's hard to write. Yeah.
2: So, was there any silver lining of actually going out and organizing the actual picketing?
3: Oh, yeah. I think that. One, I think in Hollywood that. The unions had always, or the, I guess I should say the guilds in Hollywood, always been seen as, as kind of weak, that over the last 20 years since the 88 strike, there hadn't been really a big strike in, in Hollywood that has really had any gains until this one. And the guilds have always been seen as... as some skills that would just kind of roll over when the studio said this is what you want mm-hmm. I mean this is what we're going to give you and then we would take it mm-hmm. but now I think they're going to reevaluate that because ever since the beginning of the strike they've actually called it wrong they didn't think we would go on strike they well at first they didn't think if we would have a strike authorization they yeah. didn't think we would go on strike yeah. then they didn't think we would stay on strike as long as we would they didn't think we would have an alliance with SAG yeah, we, we yeah. did, that the Golden Globes would come tumbling down and then there was the huge fear of the Oscars tumbling down so now they have to reevaluate how they're going to work with guilds and unions. That when we say we we deserve something, that they have to re- reevaluate and actually look at what we are actually talking about. Because there's one there's one producer told me he said that he thought that we were going out because we didn't get enough respect. Respect is right. So we always see it as someone who wasn't respected, and that's the only reason why we're striking. I said no. That we were trying to get a fair wages. Yeah. But I said if if the point of view of the studios and producers is that we didn't, weren't going to respect and that you actually have to... Like, <laughs> that you actually had to make us feel good emotionally, <laughs> then it's not going to be resolved. If that was the thing from the very beginning, then that's going to be, that was the problem.
2: It's kind then, of like whether you want love or respect.
3: Yeah. yeah. And I said, I said, if you really thought the issue was not being loved... Then, of course, the strike's gonna go along. You, you gotta pay attention to the issues as opposed to trying to stroke our egos. Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> okay. Say in 20 years, there's another disruptive technology that screws the way we do things on the internet and how we create entertainment. And uh, your brothers and sisters may go on, li- on the line again to strike against some unknown technology. What do you have to say to them?
3: Well, then they should do it. I don't know if it's because of unknown technologies. I think it may be because they're not just being paid fairly. But technology has been changing faster and faster, so I don't know if it really takes 20 years yeah, to, get good there. Point. <laughs> to get there. Good point. Yeah, there was a huge gap between uh, between the last technology and this technology, yeah. so it could only take actually five or six years. Okay.
2: Yeah. Well, I do thank you for your time.
3: Okay, Thank you. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You have been listening to the Rider Strike Chronicle podcast, available for free through iTunes. For more information, visit us at www.strikechronicles.com. To contact us, please call 310-439-8754 or send us an email at info at strikechronicles.com.